And welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Fellows. Uh, we are again joined by Paul Beck, uh, who's back from his week-long birthday celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was in a whole week. It was an adventure. Um, in reality, it was like one day, and then I had to spend a day with my parents, so that turned into another day, but that was like a parent's birthday. So, yeah, no, it was cool. How was your week, Matt? It was good. Wait, wait, so what, what, what exactly is a uh, parent's birthday? Like, where you just go it, miniature golfing? It's where and you go to, like, some chain restaurant, and they, like, put a sombrero on you, and they all sing around and dance, and you're, you have to act like you're having a great time. Ooh. Did you really do That's that? A, no. Oh. Um, no, I mean, it was at home. They, like, they made lasagna and stuff, and they, like... Yeah, no, it, it was it was nice, but it was just like you know, it was it was fine, it was cool. They I'm, I'm done with them. I'm done. I don't need another one. You don't need to be. You talking about parents or another uh, birthday, birthday thing? Like oh, I, okay. I'm tired of the whole birthday scene. I don't care. Like honestly, yeah, I'm I never just yeah. not give a fucking shit about my birthday. I never care. Like usually on my birth since the age of 22, I don't think I've ever cared about my birthday. I just treat right? it as a normal day. I I, I, I just, honestly like I just wanted like just. Don't ask me to do stuff. Just leave me alone. That is honestly like the only thing I that's oh, sounds so nice, right? Just people leave you alone for a day. Yeah. Like uh like I I've had multiple girlfriends. I think every girlfriend I've ever had around my birthday I think it's really weird that I don't want to do anything for my birthday. Like yeah. if it's up to me, I'd rather just have it be a normal day where I just watch, you know, I go to the movies or I watch a movie at home or whatever. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Yeah. But uh Anyway, all right. So, so we had a, we uh, took a week off because uh, Paul was having his birthday and he started his new job. So, uh, so we're back and we're going yes. to, we're going to uh, uh, preview the next couple of days um, uh, for the pitching side of things for uh, Wednesday, June thirteenth, Thursday, and Friday because I wanted to do more proactive stuff uh, moving forward. So, um, so we're going to preview. Uh, basically, how it's going to work is that we're going to name a few pitchers that we like. And uh, there's no form, there's no formal day thing. We're like, oh, well, you know, we're gonna do all of Wednesday and, and all of Thursday. It's more, it's gonna be more like, I like so and so on Thursday, and then I like someone on Wednesday and stuff like that. So, cool. All right, so, all right, on Wednesday. So, who do you like? Okay, do you like? What do you? What are your thoughts on J. A. Happ? He's been on a pretty good run lately, and he's playing against. He's at Tampa, which is a good pitcher's park, and the Rays aren't very good. So, what do you think about J. A. Happ? I kind of like him. Um, do you, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in the strikeout stuff? Because he's striking out guys at like a career high rate. Do you believe it? I do not, but I still think he strikes out enough guys. I think his strikeout rate should be around 22 to 23%. And that's definitely worthy uh, to be mm-hmm. started, especially at Tampa. So I don't think, I don't believe that the strikeout rate is, should be this high, but I think he's a pretty good bet for sure. Yeah, so the last time, it was 2014, the last time J.A. Happ ended the season with the ERA above four. So he's been good for a while now. I think he kind of gets, like, does he get looked over, like, kind of glossed over a little bit? J.A. Happ's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's basically a, you know, an, uh, he's, the, he's the epitome of non-sexy older starter that no one really wanted in drafts this year. But Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like a John Lackey a little bit. Remember, like an end-of-career John Lackey? Yeah, but without being a douchebag? Well, yeah, that goes without saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I think Jay Happ is very underrated. I think that, uh, in DFS purposes, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what he's going to cost, but I would assume that it's pretty full slate. And I think that Jay Happ would, would he's be probably a good, like a middle tier guy. Yeah, I think he's just all middle tier, especially, um, I don't think the Rays hit very much against lefties, but, um, so yeah, I like him a lot. Is there something that you like on, on Wednesday? 
Um, I like Mike Soroka a little bit against the Mets. I just think the Mets are really struggling, and I think Soroka's got good stuff. So the only thing I'm concerned about is his first start back from the DL. I might they might limit him a little bit, but at the same time, I think he's he, he could strike out ten over like five innings. So I like Mike Soroka a lot. Oh, okay. You know the Mets are like. Do you know that they're talking about dem- demoting uh, Conforto? Well, yeah. I, I mean, you know how crazy that if, is. Yeah. I mean, you let him get his kinks, but if he's hurt, I kind of understand it. If they're like, we want to take it easy with him a little bit, mm-hmm. I kind of understand it more. But if it's like, oh, he just sucks, send him down, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he was hurt, then why let him play to, to begin the year? You know? I don't know, because the Mets are the Mets. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I think Soroka's fine. Um, I, I think I think if he was playing anyone else besides the Mets, I wouldn't like him as much. But I think he's definitely fine. Oh, you're, um, not, big, you're not a big Soroka guy? I kind of like him. Um, he's okay. I mean, like, he doesn't really... He has two pitches, which is kind of a problem. That's the problem. So, like, you know, he he's... I, it's funny. I always use Chase Anderson as a, like, a, of a guy who's, like, a, a fringe number five guy. Because Chase Anderson was, like, a fringe number five starter three, four years ago with the Diamondbacks. And now mm-hmm. he's actually a solid number three. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, Soroka's kind of like, you know, a Chase Anderson startup, starter kit. But Chase Anderson had a much better secondary stuff than Soroka does, but... I, I mean, I, I like the slider. I think Sorok is pretty good. Um, but yeah, he hit his two pitches. But the, I mean, he's not going to have a very long leash anyway. So I mm-hmm. think he's going to see two times lineup, and that's it anyway. So yeah, I like Sorok against starting against the Mets, who are defeated and look like hell. <laughs> and um, even if he goes five innings, I still think, still think he has a chance for a for a win. So I yeah. like Soroka. Yeah. Uh, do not. Uh, I'm not buying Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners. Um, the Mariners, Mariners have had a really, really easy schedule, and now they're facing good competition. And Marco Gonzalez is not a guy who should, who should have, I guess, a sub three two, whatever his ERA is. It's going to inflate pretty quickly, and uh, you should. I, if, I, if I was him, if I owned him, I would try to trade him or just drop him because I don't. Like, I don't. Maybe this matchup against the. Actually, I don't know if Otani's hitting or not, but I, I don't know. Marco Gonzalez is someone you should not be owning anymore. You should drop him now before he gets. Um, I don't know about drop him. He's not very good. That's my problem with him. I, I think he's okay. I don't think he's bad. I think he's a number four starter in a rotation. Mm. I mean, he has the prospect pedigree, and he—I mean—the numbers kind of back up a little bit of what he's doing here. He's not going to overpower anybody, but he has four pitches. He has at least decent velocity, and he's throwing a new pitch. So the strike—the swinging strike rate is like not the best. I don't think he's going to rack up a ton of strikeouts, but I don't think he's going to kill you in the ratios. The problem is that none of his secondary pitches are. Above average. So he has to have very, very, uh, you know, pinpoint control to get, uh, value. He's decent control. He is decent. Yeah, but the thing is that, like, you have to hit your spots. Like, that's the problem. If, if you're like, you know, Garrett Richards, you can just throw the ball 98 miles an hour. You can get away with more stuff. But with him, you have to be very pinpoint. And, um, so, but, uh, so. Okay. I I think I like Gonzalez a little bit more than you do. Would you start Gonzalez or, uh, Soroka? Soroka. All right. That matchup's really juicy. See, I don't think you like Gonzalez that much. I do, but <laughs> I mean, I like that matchup. You know what's funny is that Zach Ranky. Remember in the preseason, his velocity was down yeah. on his fastball, and it's still down. It's only he's only throwing like 89, 90 miles an hour, but he still has really good numbers, and the underlying numbers suggest that he's it's pretty legit. So, is no, this Zach Ranky? Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go for it. No, Zach Ranky. I mean, he's good. He's a pitcher, right? 
like he's the classic pitcher, not a thrower type of guy. I think he could be like a Jamie Moyer where he starts throwing 85 and mm-hmm. then just starts trolling batters with like an Ephus pitch a quarter of the time. Yeah. Uh, I think Zach Greinke's going to be around for a while because he doesn't need to blow. I mean, well, and, and like all of a sudden with that changeup and stuff, he can blow you away with something that's just, you know, 89. So, no, I, I'm buying Zach. Yeah, Zach Greinke's going to be good for a long time, right? He's got the stuff to pitch until he's like 40. See, that's my question is that – you know, next year he- heading in the drafts, I bet his velocity on his, in, his fastball in, in spring training is going to be 88, 89. And it seems like the last two years during draft season, people have been afraid of Zach Greinke because like, oh no, the velocity's down. Oh, the velocity's even more down than the previous year. And do you, I mean, is, is, is this a situation where like, cause I think he came out at, at a deal in drafts this year. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's easily a top seven guy now with Strasburg being hurt. So, uh, like, is this a guy that you're going to believe in next year as a top? We'll say, is he a top seven guy next year? Do you think? Uh, probably. I, I, because I, I don't see him getting any worse. Yeah. He, he could come out throwing like 87 in spring. And then also, part of me thinks he's just a troll. Like, you know what? He just does that to fuck with people just because he hates everybody. Um, and he's a guy who would do that. But he doesn't need that. Like, oh, I mean, if it's Noah Syndergaard was throwing like 80, 88 miles an hour, I'd be worried. But this is a guy, mm-hmm. like, Zach didn't need 100 miles an hour to get people out, so I'm I still in on. He still has good secondary stuff, and he knows how to he knows how to pitch. That's and that's really really valuable because a lot of guys don't. Okay. Um, I really like uh, Eric uh, Feedy. I guess oh, that's I you're gonna say Thames, and I got really excited. Oh well, well. Eric, speaking of Eric Thames, like, do you think? Uh, I feel as though that, that Ryan Braun should just be a platoon bat against lefties at this point. I don't know. Because, like, I, mean, I think Eric Thames is going to be in left field. Like, I think they're going to leave Aguilar at first base, and they're just Yeah, gonna... he's too good just to bench. But, I mean, you have a lot of money tied up in Braun. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a sunk cost, right? You can't hit righties anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, you also don't want to – I mean, he's owed money until 2020. But what do you do with Eric Thames, then? Uh, you mix and match. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Braun loses some playing time. I, well, I agree there, but well, I don't think Braun loses. I if it was if I'd say he still get five hundred bats over a full season. Well, you, well, you can't bench. You know the MVP of the league of National League, Lorenzo Cain, and you can't bench. You know Yelich, and you can't really bench Aguilar. The only spot left, and you have Domingo Santana, who's been awful this year. Like, what do you do? With, like, you have three guys who for one spot essentially. What do you do? Um, that's a good problem to have. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's why I'm, that's why I'm very um. That's why, like, I don't know. I, I think th- Aguilar loses a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I I literally think everyone is just going to play like two thirds of the time. I think Yelich might lose some of these too. Why would you want to bench Yelich for anyone on that team? If there's a lefty on the mound. But th- he's never. I don't remember him ever having dramatic. But splits. still, I, I, but I mean, like, he's a guy you would like sit and rest and like. But I think. No one particular guy's. I mean, Aguilar probably gonna lose the most, mm-hmm. but I don't think any you can point to like anybody and say, "Oh, he's not gonna lose a few abs." Well, Aguilar has power though. He he, the you know that's a team that needs power. Actually, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know if the Brewers believe in that. I think the Brewers believe in just good players. You know, what's funny is that I can't think of a season where like you know because Santana went like thirty home runs and hit two seventy something, and they relegated him to as a bench player. Essentially, to be to be like for the whole year. Essentially, like he only plays like every other, like every third game. Can can you can you remember a situation where a, a, a hitter hits thirty home runs and is basically a part time player the following year for the same team? Um, you know what I mean? Like I can't believe like uh, didn't like 
Julio Lugo kind of do that once? You mean the shortstop? Yeah, I thought he had like a really good year, and then he just like sat down somewhere. Am I, am I just imagining these things? I thought Julio Lugo had a really good season once. Hmm. Julio Lugo. I've not thought about that individual. I know that I just like pulled out of my years. ass. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, he had like a four and a half win season, and then he got traded, and I don't think he played full time. Hmm. Okay. Well, either way, I don't know. I, I don't know. If it, but if it, yeah, but yeah. That, that's I mean you have to reach far back to think of that. So yeah, I, I don't I, I don't understand is why not just trade Santana? Oh, isn't does as Eduardo Nunez count? Um, what do you mean? Like when he went like to the Red Sox? Yeah. Well, that was that was when they had like you know what Dustin Pedroia was Holt. healthy. Brock Holt's not like he never had thirty home runs. No, but he was. I think he was at least a three win player. But yeah, we're digging down. Okay. Anyway, anyway, right. but anyway, yeah, I good point. I don't understand the. I mean. I don't understand the Brewers. If they just traded for a pitcher, they just trade. If they don't believe in Santana, just trade him. I don't understand it, but that's another. Well, he then. Well, they, that's. The, but everyone knew they had an extra outfielder, so I th- I'm sure they're just getting lowballed left and right. Well, then they don't fucking s- trade them before you sign Kane and trade for Yelich. I, I know I, there's a lot going on. I, I mean, yeah, it's not ideal, but having more depth than less depth is probably a plus. Well, especially that- Ryan Braun is never healthy. Uh, you're getting Yelich, and Kane is also like a health risk. So I, 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 I don't blame them for having. More depth, right? I don't know. They have. It seems like they have like nine guys for like four spots. It feels like. You know what I, I mean? That's a good problem. Okay. Well, anyway, okay. Let's move off of that. So anyway, back to Eric Feedy. Eric, F- I think the pitcher for the Nationals. I actually like him a lot. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like this matchup at all. But I actually like him as a f- in the future going forward. I think he's actually a really good. Um, he's a he's. Of the guys we've talked about so far, I think he has the best stuff of any, maybe other than Jay Happ, who's actually pretty good. But like of all the young guys we've mentioned so far, like I think Eric Feedy is pretty good. So um, I think he'll get lit up in this matchup against the Yankees at home. I'm sorry, in New York. But I think Eric Feedy is someone to watch out for. I think this is a guy that can provide pretty solid um, ratio stats if he played a full year. So um, yeah, someone to look out for. Hmm? There's a high BABIP issue here. I'm a little worried about. He has a history of really high bad bips. Or Eric Feedy? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but like, I just think like... That's I, really weird. It, well, the thing is that like, I don't know, I think that he, his stuff is pretty solid. It's never, it's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be amazing at it, you know, amazing in general, but I think this is a guy that... Um, well, I think Tanner Roark shows you when you pitch for a really good team and mm-hmm. you're just okay, well, Tanner, how fantasy yeah. helpful you can be. And adult, I mean, I, that's not a knock on Tanner because he's okay, but he's mm-hmm. not great you know what i mean yeah and he put up like better fantasy he was like a top 20 pitcher one year right yeah that was uh two years ago i think yeah yeah so i think eric anyway i think eric feed is pretty solid I don't, obviously do not start him here i mean i think if you're in dfs he's probably gonna cost nothing this is a guy that i would roll the dice with in a you know uh um, 12 and a plus 12 plus yeah anyway so um is there someone else that you like on wednesday on wednesday who do i like oh i kind of like caleb smith and because um, I think he strikes guys out, he's playing against the Giants, and the Giants aren't good. Um, they, they've been hitting lately, though the Giants. That is, I, I, I like. Uh, it, it's more. I don't hate. Like, it's not that the, the main factor in this is Caleb Smith. It's not. I think the Giants are again. I, I think they're a good matchup. I, I like. I don't love the Giants or anything, mm-hmm. but I kind of like Caleb Smith as a strikeout guy. I'm kind of in here. I, well, I like him a lot. His swinging strike rate has been really, really good. Like, and it's just it has history of being good. Mm-hmm. He's got three pitches. 
I'm kind of in on Caleb Smith from the left side. Yeah, he he's a he's the uh, quintessential high variance pitcher where like he could go six innings and strike out ten or twelve, and then like or he can go four or he can go three innings and get you know give up nine earned runs. You know, yeah. so that's and, the thing with him. Yeah, no, I, I like him. I like him a little bit. I, I definitely wouldn't like start him in Colorado and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like matchup proof at all, mm-hmm. but. And he's pitching for a garbage team, so he's probably not going to get too many dubs. But uh, I like him a little bit. I think he's, I think he's, he's always intriguing, right? If I'm looking through and I see Caleb Smith, I'm like, oh, this might be, this might be. He's always a guy who might intrigue me. So yeah, if you're like in a head-to-head, and if you're in a head-to-head format and you need like strikeouts for some reason, like yeah, you uh, can pick you, up ten in like five minutes. Exactly. So if you lost like Tanaka, you know, for for running the bases or something like that, and he's out for a month, then you can sign up Caleb Smith for a a shot in the dark. And my uh, my high my my expensive pick is Trevor Bauer. I think he's just gonna uh, he's just gonna carve through the White Sox. Is he a top ten pitcher now? I don't know about that quite yet, but he's top twenty for sure. That's kind of like it's funny is that like uh, for years, even when we were working at uh, not working, but when we were writing at Baseball Professor, like I've mm-hmm. I've always been the Trevor Bauer guy. I've been I've been the fan of his yeah. for quite a while and this year i wasn't that much of a fan because i thought he was overrated because you know his value was inflated because he had 20 wins last year yeah but uh he's not really having the like in the past he would have like you know his control would vary from inning to inning and now it seems like to be pretty much on point at all times so he's also thrown harder do you buy the spin rate stuff that go, that's going on throughout baseball like that he's that you know he's just using like some foreign substance it's possible I buy, I'm, I'm fine with it i don't give a shit but I do think he might be using something, which is fine with me. But like, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. he, I'm mean, going to get called for slander here. But but no, we don't know anything, of course. But uh, I mean, like, the, even I mean, if he is like the way I see it is that if everyone has the ability to use it, then I don't care. You know, ex- so. exactly. But I, I this is like a pretty crazy jump. And he is throwing harder. So there's that. But I'm, I, I, he looked, he's a new pitcher. He's not the same pitcher. He, I mean, just the variance in how much he's using his pitches and how hard he's throwing. Mm-hmm. He's you, you can't say anyone was like, oh, I, I predicted this because you couldn't have. Yeah, I think he's a. I, th- I think at this point, um, I think he's a top ten guy for me now because like he I'm never gets hurt. Yet. He never gets hurt. Like he's like this is one yeah, of the guys well, that like he knows on. how he like, he's at the very least he's he's very very informed of how to on how to stay healthy. And yeah. how to, you know, have a delivery so that you don't put as much torque on your, either on your elbow or your shoulder as anyone that's publicly talking about, you know, pitching. Yeah. So. Could we see like a Tim Linscombe path with him though, where he gets like burns out like 30? Um, well, how long was Linscombe good for? Like, I thought. Like four or five years. Yeah. Well, Bauer's been like, he's been pitching for since six, for like six or seven years now. Right, um, so Linskim fell apart. Linskim was only six years older than him, but he fell apart in like 2011. Oh, Linskim only had five, four and a half good years. Oh, I know, I know, it's crazy, right? But Bauer, I don't see any like the thing is that with Linskim, you could totally tell in the, you know in that last year before things started to go really sour, like you could see like the velocity drop, but his velocity, Bauer's velocity is increasing, so I don't see any signs of slowing with. Uh, with Bauer, so. And also, I think Linscombe is like a smaller guy, right? And, you know. well, no, they're both smaller guys. Mm. I think Linscombe might actually be taller. Oh, no. Okay. Bauer's listed at 6'1". Linscombe's 5'11". Yeah. So, I don't I don't believe he's 5'11". I think he's like 5'10". So, but okay. anyway. 
But anyway, I think Power Bauer's really good, and I was wrong about him. I thought he would. I thought he was overrated in drafts this year, but uh, he's 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 probably he's like kind of like a he's kind of like a um like a Madison Bumgarner type, where like you know he's, he'll he'll never be a top five guy, but he's always going to be between you know seven and thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. He's Trevor Bauer is what we want Chris Archer to be. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe, I guess. So I don't love the comp, but yeah. Well, like you know, a younger guy who has really good stuff, and we've always projected who gets a lot of strikeouts. So we've always projected to have way better ratio stats than um than he should. So, but but also, I actually like Dylan Covey, uh, Trevor Bauer's um counterpart. On Wednesday, because Dylan Covey, he's throwing the ball two miles per hour faster, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get a win, obviously. But I think um, from a pure uh, stuff standpoint, I think Dylan Covey is a pretty interesting guy. And also, the, the Indians aren't that good of an offense. They've been pretty much mediocre at best this year. And I think Edwin Encarcion may be hurt. I think, he, I think he's playing today, but you know, he may not be able to play tomorrow. Who knows? Because he's been dealing but, with an ankle injury. Yeah, they do have Jose Ramirez, who is an animal. Well, that's about it, though. I mean, if you take away Jose Ramirez, I mean, obviously, you take away the, the best hitter from any team, like the offense is. Yeah, take away Mike Trout from the Angels, they don't look quite as good. Exactly, but like I'm just saying that like that offense has been pretty mediocre. Um, so, but I just think that uh, Nick Co- Dylan Covey is someone to watch out for. Um, yeah, because he's throwing a lot. He's throwing faster. He's not really. I don't think he's walking dudes. So this is a guy I really like. And actually, you yeah. know, it's fun, you know, what makes me mad is that I think I saw him pitch in High A in 2013. Uh-huh. And, uh, you pitched the A's, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Stockton, I was like, oh, I didn't really think much of him when I saw him, but, uh, you know, instead of th- throwing 92, he's throwing like 95 now. So, yeah. But, uh, all right. So, all right. Is there anyone else that you want to talk about on Thursday? Oh, on Wednesday. Well, on Wednesday. Oh, uh, oh, on Wednesday. No. Um, are you, are you starting Kenta Maeda on his first start back at home against the Rangers? Maybe it, it depends on probably not, but I mean, cause there's other people I like more. So no. Okay. I mean, do, or do you like, is he, gonna, is he even going to go five? We don't, we don't know if he's even going to go five. Well, do you like Soroka more or do you like Maeda? Soroka. Wow. Okay. I take Maeda there. Okay. The but, Rangers offense, man, at least from watching the A series. I mean, when they hit, they can hit. Um, Jerkson profile shows a pulse. He's alive. Yeah. I, uh, I gave up on him to to like he he had nothing for the first like three four weeks when he was playing every day. Yeah, but, no, he's come alive. Mm-hmm. Well, he's gonna get traded now because uh, well, he's, he's a he's a building block. He, I, well, he's, how much time does he have left though? Because he's been hurt that like whole three years. <laughs> but like, still got, oh, he's only got three years left. Okay, but like you have Elvis Andrews is coming back probably on Friday, and then you have um, who's the second baseman? Um, I uh, Odor. Yeah, Odor is coming he's back. Bad. Well, he he has that contract, right? So that means he's just going to play. And then, he's going to play, but he's yeah. not a good. He's not a, at least offensively. He's like shiny in the terms of like the sum of the number. And then you like dig into it, and he's like, oh, he's really bad. Like you know, what I mean, he, like last season he went thirty fifteen. If you if you said, hey, Paul, there's a second baseman going thirty fifteen, <laughs> I'd be like, oh hell yes, I'm yeah. All right, he's gonna hit two oh four. Like what? And not and not get eighty runs or eighty RBIs. I'm like how? Like. But he did it. So, and he played every single game. I don't know how he did that. That's well, a thing, weird year. Yeah, the, the batting average is very. He was very unlucky last year. You know, obviously he's well, not going to hit two eighty. But he's, I think Babbitt, he's, a, he's a traditionally low Babbitt guy, and then his plate discipline is god awful. Yeah, I know, but I think he's for him. I thought I've always said that even during the preview show, 
Um, I said that he's like a 230 hitter. And I think, you know, that's fine. I will take a guy who hits, two, who hits 230, hits 30 home runs, and hits or steals 15 bags. Yeah, I'll take that. But there, I mean, there's gonna be a playing time concern here because he's not a good defender. And when you like, like he could get benched. He signed into your mid 30s. He's not going to go anywhere. He's playing every day. But like, it's not a ton of money. It's, I mean, it, you could on it like just bench him and like and, and use him occasionally. But I, I could see some playing time reduction here because he. He was a negative war player last year. For the oh, I know, I know. I'm, I know. I know. John Daniels knows that, but I'm just saying, like, the, like, if he's healthy, he's playing every day. I can't see a scenario where he's not playing every day. Okay. Like, I think the only way that Profar plays every day is if there's another injury or if he's playing third base. He, oh, I mean, he can go to the outfield too. Profar is versatile. I don't think they want him in the outfield though. I think you want him wherever you can put him. Hmm. Maybe. But anyway, all right. So. um uh, I like Kente Maeda a little bit. I don't like. I think I still like. Um, I like doing. I actually like doing Kobe more. Um, and I also okay. like. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, he's very interesting. Interesting to me. Um, so let's move on to Thursday, I guess. So let me see, pull my notes here. So I'll start off if you want. Yeah, go for it. My my first guy is Michael Fulmer. You hate Michael uh, Fulmer. I do against the Twins. I, I, I he. I mean. I hate him over like a full season. I do kind of like him on this start because I think he can just succeed against the Twins. Who, uh, who I mean, Jesus Christ, Byron Buxton. Get, oh, my God, so bad. I, I do think Fulmer could have a good start, and that's kind of why I like him. Is I, I like this matchup a lot. And Fulmer throws hard. I, I can dig it. I, I do think there could be another level here with Michael Fulmer. What do you think? You've given me so much shit about Michael Fulmer over like. I have not been giving you that much shit. I remember at least I gave one. You shit over, uh, I remember losing my shit over Derek Holland, but not over Michael Fulmer. Well, first of all, I, that was a year. Uh, that's like fourteen months ago. I, I saw. I said that Mike Derek Holland a year ago is that like he's a fringe number five streamer guy, and obviously I was really wrong about that. But uh, I've said I've always said I brought him up during the preview show for baseball um, for the starting pitcher. And you like yeah. you were like you're you're poo pooing it. Yeah, I, I'm not a big over like a full season. No, I'm not a big Michael right. Fulmer guy. And this start, yeah, I'm kind of a Michael Fulmer guy. Yeah, when in doubt, take the guy who's going up against Lance Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and the Twins. Yep. All right. Uh, what do you think about Carlos Rodon? He did really well in his first start back against the uh, Boston in Boston. Um, are you are, are you trusting him at home against the uh, the Indians? Uh, no, I. Uh, not yet. He's still. I mean, he, he gave up a couple bombs. That's not good. But at the same time, the stuff kind of looks like it's there. I mean, his velocity was good, and the slider. That and that's his pitch. Is the slider, but he's using a little bit less. I mean, I'm a no. I, I'm definitely not. I mean, he could go five innings and like walk a bunch of guys and like have like 110 pitches. I. He's still not efficient. So no, I, I'm backing off a little bit on Rodon. Roughly. How many starts would would he have to do? How many how many starts? How many good starts in a row would he have to have before you're on board with him? Like being, two. Oh, if you, if you tell me he goes two starts and doesn't walk anyone and has like 13 strikeouts at the end of those two starts, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all in, baby. I will be in the driver's seat. So suppose that suppose that happened, would you trade like Mike Clevenger for him? Yeah. Oh, all right. Would you? Because this is one of those guys. When a breakout starts to happen, it's going to just explode because oh. that slider is filthy. Would you trade Luke Weaver for him in that scenario? Yeah. What about uh, Flaherty of the uh, the Cardinals? Yep, 
Oh, all right. You used to really love. Flo- okay. I w- so, no, if I if I this, but this is if I see like yeah, a guy yeah, who yeah, stopped yeah. blocking people in the mm-hmm. and the oh yeah then because he could like he could be like Francisco Liriano all of a sudden. Remember when he just like oh I'm an ace now like you know what I mean? Rudon could do that. Well, the ace part was when he was with the uh, the Pirates and they were shifting a lot, so they covered up because he was out. Oh he- no, that, I'm talking about Twins Liriano. Oh, before he had the Tommy John. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, that was that's a long time ago, and that was the thing. Yeah, yeah, but you, you know what I mean, like a guy who just comes mm-hmm. up and then you know almost figures it out real quick. Yeah, you remember, had a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah, I, I remember uh, uh, the Giants trade away Liriano and like four other really good dudes for uh, oh. AJ Brzezinski. Remember that? Yeah, Joe Nathan. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, Brian Steven, you're the smartest GM in the world because you won a World Series or two or three. Oh, and he signed Aaron Rowan. It's yeah, the worst contract ever. Oh yeah, that's not true, but a terrible contract. Yep. And uh, they benched uh, Brandon Belt for Aubrey Huff. Yep. Yep. What a great. They gave Aubrey Huff a bunch of money on top of that. Yeah. What a great organization the Giants are. Oh, they gave Miguel Tejada a starting shortstop job. Yep. Yeah, the Giants are really smart. They're really, I really respect their knowledge and how they build clubs. Dude, I mean. Madison, if Madison, oh, Jesus Christ, like one player, sing, I've never seen one player affect the game as much as Madison Bumgarner affected that World Series in baseball, at least. Oh yeah, I know. It's uh, it's you could have a guy hitting like eight home runs in that seven game <laughs> series, and it wouldn't have as big of a effect as Madison Bumgarner. I know. It's uh, anyway. All right, so um, uh, what? Okay, we're we're both A's fans, and Frankie Montas got called up a week or two ago, and he's starting. Oh, At home yeah. against – obviously, it's a bad matchup because of the Astros, but do you have any idea on what his fantasy value is, if at all? No, I actually was here for uh, – I was in-house. I was right, I was actually fairly close behind the home plate for his uh, first start up against the D-backs. Ooh, okay. Sky um, report time. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, he throws hard. That's cool. Um, but he's a two-pitch guy, and everybody knows he's a two-pitch guy, and I think teams are going to start to figure it out. Hey, he has two pitches, and he throws hard and straight. So I don't love him. I think a lot of this is just a being lucky and then B coming up and then the scouting report going around. What do you think? Well, he has a changeup, right? Doesn't he have a changeup? No, he's throwing two pitches, fast, oh. fastball slider. Mm. They got him in the Rich Hill deal or the uh, Josh Reddick no. deal. Uh, he came from the, the Dodgers, Dod- right? Yeah, uh, Reddick. I think it was the Reddick deal. Okay. I don't know. It was the re- it was it was one of the Dodgers deals where we sent a million players to them. Yeah. All right. Um. I think uh, this is a guy. He's kind of like to me like in the Rondon. Uh, I'm sorry, the Rodon uh, bucket where like there's lots of um, potential there. But I think Rodon is more. Well, I know, I know, but like you know, he's been really good so far this um, this year. Yeah. In three well, starts, I think but... I think it's so much of its luck. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Babbitt's low, left on base is high, home run to fly balls low. I think it's a lot of its luck. Well, the problem I have with him is that he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. So that's the problem. So, I mean, he's generating a good, a good amount of ground balls, but he's not really striking out guys. So that's the problem. So in today's and, game. And guys, get, guys get good wood off him, too. His hard hit rate's really high. Okay. So I think he's good, though. I don't think um, – obviously, you're not starting him in any form. Well, actually, I mean, he could do well against the Astros, but I don't see that happening. But uh, I like him. I think this is a, this could be their. I mean, you know, Shamanaya has been kind of shitty since like uh, the month yeah. of uh, April, essentially. And so is Mangden. Yeah, he's actually going tonight, right? right? Yeah, Mangden, and so. he's not doing well. Four, Four. And, and they're in the third. Well, we, I've I brought him up two shows ago where I thought that you know he you know, like when his ERA, I liked him a lot, huh? I liked him a lot. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, I didn't like him that much because, like, he's a guy. I mean, I did. No, I did. I know, but his secondary offerings aren't very good. I mean, they're just average. That's the problem. I know, with him. I I love guys who can control, like, who don't limit walks and control their pitches. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to buy less stuff for that great control because I think that matters. But mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like a J hat. You know, that's what Mangden wants to be. I think he wants to be more like a Mark Burley. Okay, Mark guy who, like works quick. I don't just think Mark, locates, locates, locates. I don't think Mark Burley would be good in today's game. I think he would be. I think there's always a place for Mark Burley. Well, yeah, he, there's a yeah. He, he, okay, fine. A durable guy who never misses a start. Yeah, yeah and fine. Then, and then just throws. I mean, Bartolo Colon's still doing that. I think Mark Burley's. If Mark Burley played right now. He's basically Mike Leak. I mean, I think he's better. Well, he was. I think he was always a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know, but like they're basically the same to me. They like statistically, they would put up the same type of numbers. They would have ebbs and flows of you know good and bad starts. You would never know it's going to happen, but at the end of the year, they would give you like a three nine ERA with like you know yeah. seven strikeouts yeah. per nine. So, but anyway, all right. Um, um, anything? Anyone? Oh, Tyson Ross. He's still he's still doing pretty good but now that he's going up against the best offensive team in the national league in the braves mm-hmm. what do you anything about any reservations at all about tyson ross yeah i mean if i owned him i'd start him but i'm not gonna go pay for him in in like a daily fantasy format okay are you just in a daily are you are you just gonna roll with verlander because the a's offense That's hasn't it. done very much yeah and, Ver, and i don't think it matters verlander has just been carving up everybody hmm. You know, like after I don't know what Jed Lauer's. You know, he's been pretty bad for like a month, Recently. right? Yes, most of the A's have. Yes, yeah, like the A's offense has been like complete shit, shitty, right? So shitty. And I feel like that because they're very much a you know home run hitting team. They hit five balls and they hit home runs. And I feel like that's kind of like how it's going to be with the A's offense all year. Like if they're all rolling, then they're going to hit a lot of home runs and score runs. But then if they don't hit home runs, then they're a bad offense. Yeah. So. Uh, I, and yeah. then especially going against Montas, I think Mo- this is the start, and Montas gets exposed. Well, I mean, well, yeah. Any most pitchers would get exposed against like the best offense or second best offense in, in baseball, right? I mean, but making it. Yep. I also like Dan Straley. I think uh, I think he's fine. He's at home against the Giants again. So if you definitely, if you like uh, who is his name, uh, Michael Soroka, then you're going to like Dan Straley. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So on Friday. Oh, is is what is Gio Gonzalez? Has he turned a corner? Do you think he's turned a corner? No, I don't. I, think I don't. It's the same old Gio. Yeah, I think he. Um, this is a guy who's had really a really good. I mean, he he could have like a Tanner Roark thing where he'd like you know he just outperforms his you know advanced statistics. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just waiting for like two starts in a row where he gives up you know eight or you know, twelve run runs in like three innings. Like I know it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not totally buying this Gio stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it's the same old Gio. I think he's just getting lucky. Yeah, I think so too. Cause he's still walking like a ton of dudes. That's the thing. Like his walk rate last I checked was like 11%. Almost yeah, he's 11. at 10% right yeah, now. So like, so yeah. So this, I don't, I never trust high walk guys unless you strike out guys like, like, you know, like 28% or higher, but, uh, I'm not buying Geo at all. Mm-hmm. So eventually it's going to, he'll flame out eventually, but, um, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to, it also, he's at, He's in, he's in Toronto and, uh, there's the DH. So he doesn't even get a free, sh- you know, he doesn't even get two strikeouts for free now. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, what about Zach Godley? Uh, another high walk. Clearly something's not right. Yeah. They're not swinging at the curveball and the fastball is hittable. So 
I'm laying off until he figures it out. Okay. I mean, like, if you're, like, if you're, like, I mean, if you're in third place, like, and you have, uh, like, Kevin Gossman, are you trading Gossman for Godley? I, I, I know Gossman you, so, uh, I know you so hate much. Gossman so much, but. I, I prefer Godley. Okay. What if you had, like, Julio Teron? Godly. Oh, okay. I'm not, I, those are two guys I'm not big fans of. Okay. Yeah. Hilary is Teron, can we, can we identify something that Teron is particularly good at anymore? He's good at, well, at relatively being healthy. The problem is that he's he, hurt now. He, yeah, I know. I know. But he pitches like, well, he should come off the deal on Friday. All accounts yeah. are that he's starting, but, uh, he's a very much a, um, he pitches the contact a lot. That's what he is, which is, you know, if we were, so he's he, Sonny Gray. Yeah, but like if Julio Teron was like pitching like in the early to mid nineties, people would like like him much more. You know, he's just pitching in the wrong era for his skill set. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I guess I just don't think he's particularly like you had. To, I mean, the best compliment you can give him is that he pitches. Like, no, he he's basically a, a really solid number four. You know, maybe a fringe number three starter. That's what he is. Yeah. There's nothing like you he's know. He's not good. I think he he is solid for. I, I, I don't think he's particularly – I think you could call up a guy from AAA and park his ass out there, and I think he'll put up Teron numbers, man. I mm. I think he is not a good pitcher. Okay. I disagree with that uh, for sure. Um, I think he – like I said, I think he's a number four starter. Okay. Like I think he had like he had a pedigree of like being like maybe like a number two starter, maybe at fringe number one. Yeah. And obviously, that's not happening anymore, but like uh, I, I think he is a, a solid number four. So – uh, I remember a scout told me once um, at a game that when he thinks of pitchers, like when he thinks of like of like an ace, he he thinks of it as the percentage of games that you get from from them. So, for example, for an ace, you get half the time you get you know a quarter of the time, a quarter of the starts you get ace level value or performance. Another quarter you get you know number two starter performance. And then a quarter of the time you get like a, a number three, and then a quarter is like you know a four or five starter, and yeah. like a number three starter gives you you know, 10% of the time, ACE level stuff. And like, you know, half the time they give you like a number two, maybe and then the other half, they give you like number four value and stuff like that. So that's how I think of, when I think of pitchers, I think of like, what percentage do they give you of quality starts? And I think, you know, more than half the time, Julio Tehran will do that. Okay. So, um, uh, Oh, I almost forgot Nick Pavetta. I think he's pitching on Thursday. Uh, is there anything, um, I like I actually like Nick Pavetta because I think okay. um, you know the the offense for the Phillies is pretty solid and um, I don't know I, there's something about him I don't know what it is I feel like this is like a situation I I think when the year ends we'll know that the the Phillies did something different with uh, with how they throw their guys because I think they're generally like the staff as a whole is generating a ton of soft contact and I, I don't know how that is despite what Jake Arrieta says to the media. Yeah. But uh, I think Nick Nick Pavetta intrigues me on Thursday. Okay, I mean I'm buying more and more into Pavetta the more we see him. Yeah. So if that counts for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, yeah, he's intriguing. But he's not a guy I would like point out particularly and be like he's because I don't think he's mean great value anymore. I think the market's catching up to this. Yeah, I agree. And um, Jake Junis, he's going no. to he's getting lit up at home on Friday against the the Astros. But yeah. But uh, Trevor Kale, I don't know. He could be good at home against the Angels. Yep. And um, oh, my guy, uh, Chad Cool against the Reds. I'm you in love on Chad, Chad Cool. Cool. You always bring him up. Every... Give, me, give me some fucking Chad Cool, baby. <laughs> He's cool. He's it, cool with it. 
If his <laughs> name if, if, if his name was like Chad Johnson, would you like him? Yeah. Okay, I doubt that. I think he just like seeing the Chad cool. good. I've said this before. He's a, he, like I said, he's a Chase Anderson starter kit. That's what he is. I mean, he throws hard. Yes, and he's got four pitches. Yeah, but Chad Cool, he's, he's like in the same boat where like none of those, he's none of those, he's like in the Daniel Mingdon thing where none of the off pitches are, you know, they're no, they're not, they're like, they're average at best. So, okay, well, the last, the last four starts have been great. I know. So I'm in on Mr. Chad Cool. He's cool with it. He, yeah, I know, I know, but he allows a lot of contact too. So that's something. He, he allows a lot of fly balls and line drives, I think, right? So that's the thing. Um, I, I, I like him. I like Mr. Chad Cool, big time against the Reds. Okay, it's the Reds. Okay, I'll take. Okay, fine. Yeah, so, against the Reds and Matt Harvey. Hell yeah, sign right, me up I'm all up. day. All right, all right. But I, this is a guy though. He, I think he like just from looking at his skill set, I think he allows like a lot of hard contact. So that's a guy that like, if it's at Cincinnati, I wouldn't be surprised if he gives up like three home runs. So because they're not that like they're not playing they're not playing Jesse Winker anymore for some strange reason. But uh, I can see Adam Duvall or Shebler or Votto hitting home runs. So, but um, again, what, what the fuck are they? What are the Reds doing? They should be playing Jesse Winker. Why are they benching him? He's their future. Uh, like, I don't know. The Reds are doing Reds thing. So. Like, fuck. Adam Duvall is not, like, he's not good. Neither is Billy Hamilton. Well, first of all, Hamilton is a really good defender, though. So. Yeah, because he's so GD fast. But how many, there's, there's a lot of good center fielders out there you can find. Defensively and off at the with the bat, he's a less than a zero. Uh, well, I, well, I don't know. I don't, well, sure, maybe I'll, I'll indulge you and agree with you, but I still think that defensively, he. I mean, what's the difference between defense in terms of defense? I know obviously Byron Buxton's better, but like I don't see that much of a difference. But I think Buxton has more upside. At least upside, like Buxton no. shows he has hit with the bat and then hits with some authority. Mm-hmm. Billy Hamilton is just pray he parks his ass on first base. I, uh, all I'm saying is that defensively, I don't see much of a difference. Defense. I mean, obviously Buxton's better, but I don't like if Buxton's like a, you know an 80 grade defender. Hamilton's like a 70, right? Yeah. Like he's de- defensively. People have always said that, me included, that Buxton's going to play when he's healthy because his defense is so good. I think that Billy Hamilton deserves to be in that conversation. Whereas he's close, but yeah. he's not Kevin Kiermeyer, and and but and Kevin Kiermeyer is at least okay with the bat, and yeah. Buxton at least has upside to be okay with the bat. Hamilton, do you see any potential upside with that bat? I don't. I don't. No, see I don't. no, no. I'm just saying that. Like all I'm responding to is the fact that he defensively is good enough to play every day. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. He's not a zero because yeah. of the defense. Like for example, if they had Billy Hamilton, Lorenzo Cannon, and you know Yelich and Winker, then yes, Hamilton should be on the bench. How about that? Yeah. All right, but like on that team, I think you just bench Duvall and just let Winker play every day. But I think Hamilton again, like there's a reason why Dan Shaley looked really good that one year in Cincinnati. That's because Billy Hamilton was catching all those fly balls for him. So, um, but anyway, um, well at least we had one '90s or early 2000s reference with the Seth Lugo. That's good. Oh, Julio Lugo. Julio Lugo. Yeah, who's uh, Seth Lugo? Seth Lugo's uh, the pitcher on the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Julio Lugo. Um. So at least we got one reference in there. So yeah, we we snuck we snuck one goodie in for yeah. you guys. All right. So is there any, any other any other picture that you want to discuss at all in the next? Uh, no, I don't give a shit about anybody. Go fuck it. I already go fuck themselves. Oh, go fuck ourselves, huh? Yep. Nice. Uh, John Lester looks good again. Yeah, I think we mentioned him before. We did. 
We did, so, but, but we don't need to go into any further than that. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it, interesting matchup, John Lester and Michael Waka. Those are like two guys I did not expect to be where they are right now. Well, Waka's so, going to regress eventually. This isn't going to sustain itself. So. No, but it, it's, 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 it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But like, like I said, like, oh, who, who would you rather have, John Lester or Trevor Bauer? Oh, Trevor Bauer. Okay. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, it, it's Bauer. It's not even close. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm very interested to see, um, uh, Waka's going to, I don't know. I don't think he's, I don't think he's good. I don't, I don't think he's good either, but he does keep the ball in the park. And I do think he'll outperform his peripherals a little bit because that change up so good. So I'm kind of in on Waka, but I'm not going overboard because he's just not going to strike out 200 guys. Um, I don't know. He's, I don't think he's good. I'll just say it. So. Okay. I think he's way better. My, Julio Tron or Michael Waka? Tron. Oh! Oh shit, Matt! Oh shit! I, I think there's like a thirty point difference there. Oh like a wow, thirty right. player rank difference there. Okay, I don't know. I think that this is. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't know the health of Tehran, but I think if they were both healthy, I would take Tehran any day of the week. Okay, I completely disagree, yeah. but that's that's neither here nor there. I know his numbers have been really good. I'm not going to deny that, right? But I don't think they're real. I, I don't think. I, I agree. He's not a mid-twos ERA pitcher, but I think he's a mid-to-high-threes ERA guy. The reason why he's doing so well fantasy-wise is that he has, like, eight or nine wins, right? Yeah, like, but he, he's also not giving up any homers, too. Yeah, that won't last, though. He's think, always been good at expressing homers. He's always been good at it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think... I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it for, after a full year. And also, okay. he has injury concerns, too, by the way. He's not, like, the bastion of health. No, but, but Teron just... At least I see some skills here with Waka. Mm-hmm. But Teron, there's nothing that I can look at and be like, yeah, he's good at this. Mm-hmm. All right, wait, wait, Trevor Bauer or Michael Walker? Oh, Trevor Bauer. Get out of here, man. All right, Trevor Bauer or uh, J- Jacob deGrom? Oh, deGrom. Oh, okay. De- oh, deGrom's been even better. Okay, he, like just off this season, he's been better. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like it, to me it's close though. Yeah, well, they're getting close. I agree. They're both like top 15, 20 guys, yeah. Uh, but I think I think Degrom's firmly in the top ten. Okay, I think uh, all right. I think I'd still take Degrom, but I st- like it's close though. That to me that that's it's closer than I thought it would be at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Yep. Okay, Aaron Nola or uh, Trevor Bauer. Nola, I take Bauer. Ooh, give me the granola bar. Yeah, I know, but just that Nola's never been fully healthy for a full year yet. That's the problem with him. So, but um, it's close. All right. I mean, he was good last year. He was healthy last year. I know, but he had like, 29 starts. Well, Bauer's been doing it for like he's been healthy. He's been throwing 180 innings for like five years. No, you're right. You're right. So. I, I do think Nola is. Uh, it's close. If you want to pick the other one, I, I, I'm not going to fight you. I think on, on a per start basis, yes, I would agree with you that Nola is on par with Bauer. But like, give me the guy who's thrown you know 1500 innings. Yeah, and it has an uptick in velocity. Over the guys maybe pitched, you know. All right, Paul, that's our show. Yes, that is it. All right, and say goodbye to the internet. Goodbye, everybody. FYI, Forrest Whitley, the Astros' crazy good starting pitching prospect, is now pitching again after being suspended. So, FYI, keep an eye out on your radars for him. Why was he uh, suspended? I think it was a drug abuse. Oh. But I think it was like he said he like took like a like um like an upper on a long road trip or something like that. Oh okay, he's probably probably did ecstasy, ecstasy or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> from start back, he looked amazing. So, and he's gonna come up this year. Keep an eye out, yep. Boris Whitley. Yeah. So, so for those of you at home, if he 
rattles off like five good starts in in, uh, in September. Paul will talk about nonstop for a full year how much he called the yep, called it the Forrest Whitley thing. Yeah, oh big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs>